From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. National news for week commencing the 25th of January, the Australia Day weekend. I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. PS30 down. Sadly, PS30 Pico flight ends. The small Pico party-type balloon from VK3 has not made it home and crashed east of Africa near Madagascar. Andy VK3YT, who put the balloon up in Melbourne on December 27, reports it went down early January 16, just 25 hours short of three weeks in the air. There was some bad weather in the region, but speculations also include the possibility it was brought down, read attacked, by those pesky penguins on the island. A number of radio amateurs from South Africa reported that PS30 had stopped flying and was down. It had travelled easterly across to the southern tip of New Zealand from Australia, then across the Pacific to South America, then to Southern Africa, and had a forecast path to Australia. Scientists from Swinburne University in Melbourne achieved a world first when they managed to capture alien radio signals tearing through space in real time. While there have been nine recorded findings of fast radio bursts since they were first discovered in 2007, all of those instances were found in existing data. Lead researcher Emily Petroff said the groundbreaking discovery brings astronomers a step closer understanding the strange cosmic phenomena that has scientists baffled. Fast radio bursts only last as long as it takes a human to blink their eye, and that's what makes this discovery so exciting, she said. The circular shape of the waves recorded was clearly foreign. Radio bursts from Earth are usually one plane, and these were two. Ms Petroff said the origin of the source remained a mystery, but the researchers believed it had to be huge, catalysmic, and up to 5.5 billion light-years away. To commemorate ANZAC 100, a series of articles appear in Amateur Radio magazine by the WIA historian Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV, and here's a summary of one of them, the one we told you about last week, Bob Arnold, VK3, Zulu, Bravo, Bravo. Bob was well known to many older VHFers through an informative monthly column in Amateur Radio magazine about AMSAT and Amateur Satellite Communications. He ventured into early computer-based orbit predictions. Bob constructed his first radio receiver at the age of 16 about two years before the outbreak of World War II, while still living in England. But there was more to him than most realised. While many assumed Bob was educated in electronics, in reality... He was a chartered gas engineer and member of the Fuel Institute and educated at Oxford. By the age of 26, he was deputy engineer at the Spalding Council Gasworks, one of the youngest heads of department ever appointed. Prior to this, in 1943, Bob had joined the forces and was attached to the Royal Indian Engineers, seeing service in Burma, India, France, Belgium, Holland and Germany, attaining the rank of acting major and adjutant to the Forward Airfield Construction Group. Bob brought his family to Australia in 57 and, after working for the Colonial Gas Company, he joined the Gas and Fuel Corporation of Victoria, where he became Chief Engineer and Assistant General Manager. He was President of the Australian Gas Association. Bob was the author of the Arnold Report in 1978 that advocated a single national WIA instead of the federal structure. 
it was not then accepted by the Federal Council. He was obviously a man ahead of his time. In 2004, a new single national WIA was formed to meet ongoing emerging challenges. Bob was fascinated with satellite communications and proud of one particular contact which he'd often relate, and that was with the Soviet space station Mir on the 15th of November 1988. Mir's first QSOs with the West included Bob Arnold VK3 Zulu Bravo Bravo, who chatted with Soviet cosmonaut Musa Manarova U2MIR. The Soviet embassy confirmed that Australia had been deliberately chosen as the first in the expansion of Glasnost, or part of the Soviet government's openness policy. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. VK2 and the Wyong Field Day, 60 years old. As with all great events, the Wyong Field Day started small and grew and grew and grew. It's believed it started in 1955 as a small event at the Gosford Sailing Club, where it stayed for several years before finding a home at the Gosford Race Club for a couple of years. Following the race club, it moved up the road a little to the Gosford Showground in the early 70s, which was its home for many years before eventually moving to its current location at the Wyong Racecourse. So this year, the Central Coast Field Day celebrates 60 years. It appears the event has always been close to the last weekend in February each year. This year, Sunday, Feb 22, is the 2015 VK2 Wyong Field Day, and it's on come hail, rain or shine. So where will you be in, well, just about a month's time, February 22? Why not get along and join the biggest gathering of radio amateurs in Australia at the CCARC Field Day Wyong Racecourse? Day VK2DLS reminds us if anyone still hasn't registered and wishes to take the Foundation Licence class on Saturday 21 at Wyong or a licence assessment on the field day itself, all details you need are on their field day website. It's an easy one to remember, so I'll give it to you. Fieldday.org.au VK3 looks for Europe WWFF. For those in Europe, particularly those reading and listening to the earlier edition of this news, a special effort is being made January 24 in the Brisbane Rangers National Park, about an hour by road west of Melbourne, hoping that many DX contacts will result. Tony Hamling, yes, Tony, VK3, VTH, will only work on or around 14.244, the suggested worldwide flora and fauna, the WWFF frequency, and the hour... 0630 Zulu to 0900 Zulu. Looking particularly for Europe, but Tony will QSO all comers. VK4 and Tark Australia Day long weekend family radio camp. It happens when? Of course, it's on right now this weekend. Happens from Friday afternoon 23rd to Monday lunchtime 26 at Girl Guides Association of Queensland Campsite and Training Centre. That's at 45 to 56 Tulakia Beach Road, Blue Water. Now, you can contact VK4WIT if you're one of those maybe grey nomads in the area. They'd love you to pop in. VK4WIT will be on air from the camp to provide directions and contact. And how about this? AX4WIT will be on air Monday the 26th. AX4WIT. Assessors on site for exams and tutoring. Foundation manuals available for sale on site. 
across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on the linked repeater network originating from VK6 RAP at 9am Sunday morning. I'm Chris, Victor Kilo 6, Fox Charlie Bravo Golf. What use is an F-call? Last week, I talked about computers and the Foundation licence. There is a blanket perception being perpetuated that computers, radios and your Foundation licence don't mix, are not allowed, and if you were so foolhardy as to connect your computer to your radio, you'd be subject to all manner of retribution from the ACMA. Most of this is based on hearsay and misunderstanding. There's nothing stopping you from connecting your computer to your radio, and, for example, have it read the current frequency and mode and store that in your logging software. There's also nothing wrong with using your computer to change the frequency and mode on your radio when you click on a DX cluster entry and it changes the settings on your radio, or if you were to use it to deal with the Doppler shift to match an overflying satellite. Computers can also be used to set up memories, CTCSS codes, preferences and other settings supported by your radio. It can be used to show waterfall displays and to decode signals as they come in. You can use a computer to do audio filtering, digital signal processing and all manner of CPU-intensive activities. You can use a CW skimmer to decode Morse as it comes past, connect it to a wideband receiver and listen to many frequencies at once. None of this has anything to do with your foundation license restrictions or with the LCD for that matter. On to other things. The LCD states that if the emission mode is 200 Hotel Alpha 1 Alpha or 200 Hz amplitude modulated single channel telegraphy for oral reception, i.e. Morse code or CW, the information to be transmitted is sent by the use of a manually operated Morse key. This is stopping you from using your license to send out an automatic beacon. The aim is to have you as a human still in the loop. A manually operated Morse key means that you have to actually push it with your hand. There's nothing preventing you from using an iambic paddle, mechanical or electronic, as long as you're still punching out the code. With the advent of software-defined radios, the separation between computer and radio is becoming even more diffuse. If your radio is a computer, another myth does the rounds. A foundation call cannot use software-defined radio. This is untrue. If your SDR was manufactured commercially, then you're good to go. Seriously. You still have the same restrictions on modes and bands, power output and the like. You cannot send computer-generated digital modes, though you can decode them. The computer in this equation is no different from previous examples. Being an F-call is fun. You should try it sometime. I'm Ono, VK6FLAB. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW, amateur radio newsline editor. The ARRL reports the long-running amateur radio newsline has scaled back temporarily while its editor and VK1 WIA news contributor... Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, recuperates from injuries sustained in a fall at home. He's undergoing additional cardiac and pulmonary testing and rehabilitation to address some chronic issues. Bill has been in hospital for nearly a month since breaking two ribs in the household mishap on December 18. He was initially scheduled to stay for just a couple of days. Right now, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, 
is producing a five to six minute version of Newsline and that will continue for another couple of weeks, I guess, Pasternak told ARRL. In 37 years, this is the first time we've missed publishing. Will Banks has been producing a shortened audio-video report which is included in the weekly Ham Nation webcast posted on YouTube and linked from the Amateur Radio Newsline website and Facebook page. Pasternak said the roughly 30-minute weekly audio report and the text script are on hold for now. Dick Flagg, Alpha Echo 6 November Mike, honoured as Yasmi Excellence Award winner. Another winner is Dick Flagg, Alpha Echo 6 November Mike, for his years of working with the amateur radio on the International Space Station, ARIS program, and its predecessor, Shuttle Amateur Radio Experiment, SARX, and for supporting NASA's Radio Jove project, both designed to introduce amateur radio to students and the general public. FCC licenses wideband HF data communications experiments. The FCC recently granted two companies experimental licences to use HF bands for data communications at far greater bandwidths and data rates than have been used by amateur radio operators in the USA. Writing in TV technology, Doug Lung says the licence application by MITRE aims to achieve reliable HF communications at a data rate between 1 and 4 megabits or hertz per second. MITRE said it will develop a 100 kHz bandwidth waveform that can achieve approximately 256k BPS with forward error correction FEC coding. Hamnet again shows how it supports the community. South Africa's Hamnet, akin to our Wyson, once again proved its worth to the community when a 60-year-old male in distress due to an injured ankle needed rescue near the hilltop of Platte Clip Gorge on Table Mountain. Low cloud and gale force winds prevented the use of a helicopter and many volunteers took time off work to respond to the call. First on the scene was Andre, Zulu Uniform 1 Hotel Victor, who managed to reach the patient, who by now was almost hypothermic, with some warm and dry clothes. She was able to communicate a situation report about the patient's exact location and condition to EMS. The patient was about 10 minutes walk from the top of what is approximately a two-hour hike up the mountain. Adrian, ZS1 Alpha Victor November, and Phil, ZS1 Victor Charlie Charlie, handled communications and logistics from the base. Two groups of rescuers were involved, including Paul Zulu Sierra 1 Victor. Once the patient was stabilised, the party started carrying the stretcher down the narrow rocky path. As the day progressed, the rescue party swelled with six teams, including Matt, ZS1 Mike Tango Fox and Johan, ZS1 Juliet Hotel Whiskey, growing the numbers to a total of about 20 at the end of the operation. Between them, they were able to carry the stretcher over the flatter sections and pass it hand-to-hand down the steeper sections. The South African Radio League says the mission was completed just before 1800, ending an arduous four-hour mission. ARRL Library Online The ARRL Library is now online. The online library is a repository of educational presentations and oral histories. It will initially consist of three major areas, and these will include PowerPoint presentations that may be used at club meetings, outreach efforts to the general public or other public presentations, PDFs of general educational material about amateur radio and oral histories of radio amateurs describing their personal experiences with amateur radio. 
From VK to golf on 600 metres, it's to the RSGB who have this item originating from VK. Using the new Opera Dynamic ML- MFLF Beacon Mode, VK5CV transmitted at 1630 UTC on the 15th of January using 477 kHz and was spotted by G8HUH receiving at minus 37 dB. Data recovered from the PSK map database shows the capture to fit exactly with the Opera Dynamic Time signature. Opera Dynamic provides an additional 5 or 6 decibel gain over the conventional Opera beacon and is automatically engaged should the decoder fail. The facility is linked to the OPA at 477 kHz and OP32136 kHz modes only. VK5CV reported using 50 watts carrier power to 160 metres inverted L with base-loaded variometer. Those involved say this may have been one of the flash propagation events linked to the MF band. To date, UK-EU to VK has yet to be achieved. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And you can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950. All end of frequencies 14 decimal 337, 10 1337, this is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with a call for final logs for the summer of the HF-UHF field day held over the 10th and 11th of January. Submit your logs, folks, please. The deadline is midnight, 26th January. That's tomorrow, Australia Day. May I suggest you do it before you start on your lamb chops or deep-fried tofu. Get those logs in, people. You never know what might happen. Gee, Way back when, with a newly minted licence, I entered the John Moyle Memorial National Field Day. VHF only, 6 metres and 2 metres. And I won the VK3 section. It was the first time it had ever been done. I still have the certificate. Signed by Max Hull, yes, that whole family, and Keith Roger, who now has a competition named after him. A totally unexpected result. It was my first field day, and I just entered for the fun of it. So... If you participated in the sum of the HF-UHF field day and handed out a few serial numbers, it does not matter if you had just one contact, four contacts, ten contacts or a hundred. Write up a log and submit it. Of 159 participants in the spring 2014 field day, more than 100 didn't submit logs, and 35 of them had ten or more contacts. Some people who submitted logs only had one contact or four contacts all in the spirit of the contest. If you made a small number of contacts, you can prepare a log with nothing more than a text editor, which is what I did last year. It's not hard these days. Guidance is on the WIA website, on the VHF UHF Field Days page, under Contests. You can submit an electronic log using the Log Upload facility on that page. Logs uploaded after 2400 Eastern Daylight Saving Time will not be accepted. For those few remaining souls who feel compelled to send a paper log, you should have sent it last week. However, if you missed the post, 
you can still fax your paper log to 03-9729-7325. That's the National Office fax number. Ensuring that you send it before 2400 Eastern Daylight Saving Time on Monday 26th. So, one contact, ten contacts or 100. Submit that log. Get cracking. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ 2015. Jock White Field Day 2015, Saturday, February the 28th and Sunday, March the 1st. Tablelands Radio Group will again hold Amen CW and Enzo Day 25 April. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Special Event Stations, DX Beacon, Repeater and Netadvice. Turkey, TA. Special Event Station, TC 100 GLB is QRB until April 30 to commemorate Gallipoli 100 years ago. Activities on the HF bands using SSB, RITI and PSK. QSL via TA1CM. GB1BST, British Summertime 2015. Woody's Top Youth Hostel in Lincolnshire will be the venue for the 2015 GB1BST Special Event Station, celebrating the start of British Summertime on March 27-29. Situated on the Greenwich Meridian between Louth and Horncastle, Woody's Top is a rather remote and quiet location in the southern part of the Lincolnshire woods. Radio operations are scheduled to start late on March 27th with test transmissions on the 40, 20, 17 and 2 metre bands which will be used for the weekend event. OZ90 IARU On the occasion of the 90th anniversary of the IARU, Danish radio amateurs will be active with a special event call. OZ90 IARU in the period now until December 31, 2015. All bands inclusive, WARC bands and all modes may be used. Exceptions across mode. Crossband contacts and contacts via repeater and echo link. They have created an award for the special event. DX stations, gold award. QSL on four different bands. Silver award, QSL on three different bands. Bronze award, QSL on two different bands. European stations, gold award. QSL on seven different bands. Silver award, QSL on five different bands. Bronze award, QSL on three different bands. All QSOs must be with the same call sign, but regardless of the mode to get the award. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au Good morning, this is Robert VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ATV. Free Android SSTV encoder decoder software. Ahmet Inan and his wife Olga Miller have teamed up to develop some very nice open source SSTV software for Android devices. Olga has written the SSTV encoder, while Ahmed wrote the SSTV decoder named Robot 36 SSTV Image Decoder. Ahmed says he'd like to keep the name Robot 36, even though the app is able to decode much more than just Robot 36. He wants to do this as a great respect for the robot engineers who developed this awesome Robot 36 mode. 
It currently supports the following modes. Robot modes 36 and 72, Martin modes 1 and 2, Scotty modes 1, 2 and DX, and RAS modes SC2 and 180. Robot 36 SSTV image decoder is available for free on Google Play and also via GitHub. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Radio Ham interviewed about Beagle 2. Essex-born radio amateur Dave Roundtree, M6DRQ, was interviewed on Channel 5 TV News in the UK about the Beagle 2 Mars mission. Dave, formerly a drummer in the band Blur, is currently a DJ on London radio station XFM 104.9. On December the 25th, 2003, the pioneering UK spacecraft Beagle 2, developed by a team led by Professor Colin Pillinger, landed on Mars. However, communications with it could not be established. This meant that it was not known if the landing had been successful or where on the planet it actually was. On July the 30th, 2004, Professor Pillinger gave a presentation about Beagle 2 to the AMSAT UK International Space Colloquium in Guildford and he received a standing ovation from the audience. On January the 16th, 2015, it was announced that Beagle 2 had been located in images taken of Mars. These confirmed that it had made a successful soft landing on the planet. Sadly, Professor Pillinger had passed away a few months earlier on May the 7th, 2014. Fox 1A launch date. AMSAT has received a launch date for the Fox 1A satellite. Fox 1A will be launched on August 27, 2015 on a United Launch Alliance Atlas V rocket from Vandenberg Air Force Base, California on the Enroll 55 flight for the US National Reconnaissance Office. Fox 1A operating frequencies include uplink frequency of 435.180 MHz FM and the downlink 145.980 MHz FM. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Young Timers. The fifth annual Youngsters of the Year, or Yota event, will take place in Marina di Massa, Tuscany, Italy, from the 18th to 25th of July 2015. Details and an in-depth information is available on the WIA website in the Weekly News Text Edition. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Still to come on WIA National News the social scene, and the final final. And being the editor of WIA National News, it is sort of up to me to decide whether or not we put something to air, be it in full or or edited to uh, fit in for time. So it was with a little trepidation maybe or um, embarrassment or whatever, but uh, the final final today, I am going to run it. And before we run it, I would like to uh, to thank Jeff VK for Zulu Papa Papa. Okay, enough of that. On to the social scene. And please, again, when you send material to the social scene, just, just keep an eye on it. Um, it is written up, even if we don't broadcast it every week. Audio-wise, it is always written up. And if you discover that uh, you have an event that uh, is no longer on or may be uh, cancelled, then... Give us a yell so that we can take it out of the uh, out of the text, and we're not running the same item uh, week for week, and then suddenly, a couple of weeks before the event, it's uh, it's over. So here we go with the uh, social scene. January twenty three to twenty six. When's that? 
this weekend. It's the TARC Australia Day Long Weekend Family Camp at Bluewater. Feb 7 in VK3, Homebrew Construction Group, 2pm, Amateur Radio Victoria, 40G, Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. February 22, VK2, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. March 21 and March 29 in VK3. The 21st, it's the D-Star Users Group, 9am, Woodend, RSL, Anslow Street. And March 29, EMDRC's Hamfest. April 18 in VK4, Redfest, the Redcliffe Radio Club event. May 1-3 in VK4, Clareview Gathering, contact Radar's VK4, Alpha Charlie Charlie. May 9 in VK4, it's Barkfest in Brisbane. June 6-7, VK2, the Queen's Birthday 40th Annual Oxley Region Field Day. July 1 in VK4, Caboolture Hamfest. And July 11-12 in VK3, Gips Tech 2015. Back to VK4, September 12, it's the Sunfest at Wombai and the Chark AGM Weekend Camp Fairbairn near Emerald happens September 25-27. to And October 2-5, the Cardwell Gathering at the Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park and October 25, VK4, the Gold Coast Hamfest, Broadbeach. I can't say you heard this first, but last week the word came out that a veteran of the broadcast industry was at last collecting the gold watch. Yes, the news editor for WIA National News and VK4 Q News is calling it a day after 54 years in the industry. Graham VK4 Baker Baker has been receiving so many messages and tributes since the news broke a week ago that no one can mistake the great regard and high reputation of this veteran of radio broadcasting in Brisbane. Graham has technical qualifications and vast experience in production, presentation and management and is retiring as the general manager of the Radio TAB network. Let's hope that Graham gets more time for the shack as the studio demands get passed on. Uh, I think there's a book in this, Graham. This has been Jeff, VK4ZPP. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.